Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. In some cases, one may truly be the loneliest number when it comes to Braves fans. The number one is actually the magic number and the happiest number that they have seen in a while. The Braves' magic number is now one after an impressive 7-2 victory over the Philadelphia Phillies on Wednesday night at Truist Park. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. You can also find the show, The Daily Hammer, as well as the Talking Chop podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast, all on the Talking Chop podcast network, at TalkingChop.com and at TalkingChop across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So Atlanta certainly on Tuesday night was able to produce an impressive victory in what was a pitcher's duel. Only seven combined hits in the game between the Braves and the Phillies. But thanks to Jorge Soler, an outstanding pitching performance by Charlie Morton, and the Braves being able to hold on late, they were able to win 2-1 to one and cut their magic number down to three. Well, with that outcome happening on Tuesday night, the confidence level in the pitching matchup for Wednesday night had to skyrocket for the Braves as they knew they had the upper hand when it came to starters on Wednesday night with how well Max Freed had been throwing as of late. Max Freed versus Aaron Nola, and it certainly started off well for the Braves. Two early runs in the first inning, including an RBI single for Austin Riley. In the top of the second, Max Freed did run into a little bit of trouble, not all to his own doing, but the score wound up being 2-1. to one. Eddie Rosario then connected with the double to make the score 3-1. to one. And from there, though, the Phillies did make the score 3-2. to two. Austin Riley delivered a two-run double in the seventh. Dansby Swanson followed it up with a two-run single. And the Braves won by the score of 7-2. to two. Max Reed was absolutely phenomenal. Seven innings pinch. Only the two runs allowed while also striking out six batters. And the big thing for Max Fried is that, once again, nine ground ball outs to only three fly ball outs. He was able to produce 15 of the 21 outs that he got via strikeout or ground out. And that's a big thing for Max Fried. When he has that much of a distribution of outs going, being on the ground or through strikeouts, That's why he's been so successful in the second half of this year, and that's why he continues to form one heck of a one-two combination with Charlie Morton as a duo of aces for the Braves to take into the playoffs. But another big narrative that came from this game was that the offense definitely improved from Tuesday night. We talked about the fact that it was Jorge Soler and Dansby Swanson stepping up when Freddie Freeman, Ozzie Albies, and Austin Riley win a combined 1-for-11. Well, tonight, or Wednesday night, 
both Austin Riley and Ozzie Albies got going once again. Five combined hits between Riley Freeman and Ozzie Albies. Four runs scored, three RBIs for Austin Riley. That added to the fact that Dansby Swanson had three hits. Jorge Soler reached base four times and had two runs. The Braves' overall depth shined last night. And it's one thing to say that a team has offensive depth because any one player can step up on any given night. And that certainly is an aspect of this Braves offense. But the reason why the Braves' depth may be a bit more quality than that scenario is the fact that you've got some consistency with a lot of guys in this lineup. Though Dansby Swanson certainly had a big slump going for much of September, over the past week he really has stepped it up. He may he contributed some big at-bats in Arizona over the past two nights, has really been good at creating scoring opportunities as well as converting scoring opportunities last night, and Jorge Soler has obviously delivered as well. When you combine that duo with Dansby Batten at the bottom of the lineup and Jorge Soler at the top of the lineup, once you turn that lineup over and then you get that going in front of Freeman, Albies, and Riley, that's where the Braves start to develop one of the best lineups in baseball. And so the fact that Dansby seems to be getting going, Jorge Soler is finding a way to consistently contribute each and every game. And obviously Freeman, Albies, and Riley are doing their damage when they can combined with the big hits from players like Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall, you've now got a lot of depth for the Braves to work with each and every game, and that certainly shined through tonight. So the end result is the magic number is one. That's defined by either the Braves winning one more game or the Phillies losing one more game. If those one of those things happens for the rest of the season, then the Braves win the division. It's a great position to be in, and it could happen on Thursday night when Ian Anderson takes on Kyle Gibson. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yesterday on the Daily Hammer, I had mentioned that the Braves announced that Shay Langoliers was the minor league hitter of the year. Bryce Elder won minor league pitcher of the year, and that both Langoliers and Spencer Strider, who overall may be the surprise star of the year on the farm for the Braves, but all three of Langoliers, Strider, and Elder are now in Gwinnett to finish out the season with the Stripers. Well, of course, Spencer Strider made his debut for the Stripers earlier today, earlier yesterday and went a full inning, struck out each of the three batters he faced, hit 
over 100 with his pitches. And one of the narratives that we're starting to see gain a little bit of steam and also has some logic with it is could Spencer Strider be a potential bullpen piece for the Braves once the playoffs start? That'll certainly be something to watch over the next week. This isn't unprecedented, right? This isn't unprecedented for a young pitcher, especially a flamethrower like Strider, to make his Major League debut as potentially being a critical piece of a postseason hopefuls of a playoff team's bullpen. Obviously, the most famous example of that was um, Francisco Rodriguez K-Rod 20 years ago, or excuse me, 19 or 20 years ago, for the Angels. I'm not saying that Spencer Strider is the next K-Rod, but I am saying that there is some logic and some sense in the idea of Spencer Strider's strikeout potential and velocity being a needed element for the Braves in the postseason. We'll see if that comes to fruition, but if Strider keeps putting together performances like he did today, he certainly can make a case for himself to be considered for the Braves postseason roster. But the shift, but the focus for everyone shifts to tonight's game. And that will put Ian Anderson on the mound for the Braves against Kyle Gibson for the Phillies. Now, when it comes to Ian Anderson, it obviously has been a bit of a mixed bag since he arrived back from being out for six to eight weeks due to shoulder fatigue that it put that kept him out of the Braves rotation since the start of the second half to early September. But coming back, Ian Anderson has made five starts. And while there has been mixed results, he certainly has been a bit more hittable than he was earlier this year. You know, he, and overall, he's been less effective. Despite the fact that he started in his first two starts, he had no strikeouts. Over his past three starts, Ian Anderson has produced 24 strikeouts to only five walks. And a big development from his last start in Arizona is the fact that he did not allow a home run. Only one walk, eight strikeouts over seven innings, one of his better starts this season. And much like Charlie Morton, as well as Max Freed, Ian Anderson has seen plenty of the Phillies this year. This will be his fifth start against Philadelphia this season. Overall, two and two. Two very good starts, other starts. In the other two starts, he gave up three or more runs. But perhaps one of his best games of the season was in June, where Ian Anderson was absolutely dominant for the Braves at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, but unfortunately the Braves lost it in the end because the bullpen gave up the lead. But it's been a mixed bag for Ian Anderson this year against Philadelphia. However, he overall has been effective enough for the Braves to feel confident that they should be able to put together enough offense to support him. In terms of Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson certainly was one of the more pleasant surprises in the first half of this year for the Texas Rangers and baseball with how well he pitched. But since Kyle Gibson has arrived in Philadelphia at the trade deadline, his ERA has jumped up nearly two full runs from a, around a 2.87 ERA with the Rangers to now a 4.87 ERA with the Phillies. The thing, though, is this, is that according to FIP, as well as the other, you know, supporting analytics, it's not really that Kyle Gibson's effectiveness has changed. He still simply, he still seems to be a pitcher at the same level effect of effectiveness in Philadelphia as he had with the Rangers. It's just been a, some bad luck that Kyle Gibson has ran into. It was always expected for him to regress a bit, but regression plus bad luck may make Gibson's numbers in Philadelphia seem a bit worse than they actually are. However, he certainly is someone that has struggled in September. In each of his five starts so far, he is allowed, or in 
in each of his last five starts, he has allowed three or more runs each time out. So the Braves have to feel confident that with Ian Anderson on the mound, especially after his last start, they're going to be able to find enough opportunities against Kyle Gibson. And with how well the Braves have been at creating and converting scoring opportunities over the past two games, there's a good bit of confidence the Braves can clinch the division tonight. Of course, we're hoping that that's the case. And no matter what occurs, we're going to have you covered tomorrow here on the Daily Hammer, just one part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network that also includes the Talking Chop Podcast and the Road to Atlanta Podcast. You can find all the great podcast content at TalkingChop.com and at TalkingChop across social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Go Braves, and we'll talk to you here soon on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 